welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Mega Man X2 for the Super Nintendo. Mega Man X2 was developed and published by Capcom in Japan in December of 1994 and in North America and PAL territories early 95. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Couldn't find any specific dates, but it came out within the same year for sure. We're past the the delay period of releases. Now, interestingly, you may note that this is only one year after the release of Mega Man X in Japan. That's right. Okay. So pretty quick turnaround. Hmm, answers some questions. Now, this was the first game that used the Capcom CX4 chip. Okay. And you may, after playing this game, guess what it does. Is it wireframe polygons? It totally is. <laughs> uh, it was their proprietary chip that, you know, made, gave them wireframe effects. And um, they were mandated to use it as much as possible. And then <laughs> they were also uh, used it on X3. Okay. But I, I couldn't really find many other games that used it. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, development on this game was led by Kaijay Inafune. Oh, as it should be? Well, at this point, he took a step back from doing the artwork as much. Right, right. A little more hands-off in that department? Yes, uh, in a way. But he mainly took on producing, planning, and story writing Mm. uh, for this one, which is kind of noticeable because his creation was, for the first game, Zero. Right, right. So that makes sense as to why Zero is an integral part of the story for this game. Sure, sure. Now, a little bit of his artwork did make it over into this game because he had originally done three different sketches for potential uh, final boss or bosses in Mega Man X. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And they were combined to make Sigma. Mm. But those are your three sub-bosses in this game. Right. The X-Hunters. X-Hunters, yes. That's why one of them has like a Sigma head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little confusing before I read this. It's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they made a conscious decision, though, to not use any of the fan submissions for this. Okay. Because they, they decided they wanted to differentiate themselves from the straight Mega Man line in that way. Right, right. Which, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it definitely gives the enemies a different flavor. They're a little more, you know, of that edgy X sort. That's right. Yeah, yeah. X, Mega Man X, the whole series has its own feel, you know. And then, of course, this game was re-released many Many times. I'm sure it was. Uh, X Collection for the Genesis and PlayStation 2. Okay. Uh, on mobile phones, like in the early 2000s in Japan. Wow, okay. And then um, we saw re-releases, of course, on the Virtual Console for the Wii. And then most recently, as part of the X Legacy Collection, which is on all three modern systems. Cool. Which is actually how I play this game. I see. I see. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Mega Man X2? It's a side-scrolling action platformer. It is a Mega Man game yes. through and through. Yeah. It's... I think at this point we have played enough Mega Man games, and there have been enough before this X2. Oh, definitely. That Mega Man is pretty much its own genre in a way. Well, you, you know, those everyone knows what to expect, or should know what to expect, you know. Yes. By now. And this game doesn't really break the mold in any major ways. 
But it right. does offer a lot of really nice little touches that further the Mega Man franchise. Sure, sure. Uh, starting with uh, your jump, same old jump. That's right. It's the one you you know and love. And it feels very solid, very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a variable jump. Yeah, you can control, you can change motion midair. It's wonderful. It's nice to have that freedom again. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, of course, Mega Man has a gun for an arm. That's right. So your main way of interacting with all the enemies is by shooting them. That's right, with the X-Buster. And this X-Buster does charge up as well. Mm-hmm. You get, well, I guess two levels of charge. There's three shots you start off with, really. Yeah, which is cool. That's another you know bonus that's not just you know charge and not charge. You do have an intermediary hit that does more damage than your basic ball. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit of fireball, and then you have a full charge up that is you know the strongest of the three. Correct. And then, of course, we have a lot of classic Mega Man items returning. Returning? Returning as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you will find new stylistic versions of your energy pellet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yellow. Good old yellow. You know what that means. More life. And there are small ones and large ones, of course. That's right. And the same goes for your power-up uh, pellet. Yeah, you're like they replenish your uh, ammunition for your special weapons. Yeah, and they're blue. And again, one of the many quality of life improvements in this one, it will automatically fill up the next one down on your list. If yeah, you don't if have it activated. You don't have to switch to that weapon to power up a weapon. Which is great. Yeah. And um, to change uh, between your different weapons, you can use the shoulder buttons as well. That's right. I mean, this is all gravy in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good good stuff, man. Just like, you know, pretty first Mega Man X. Yeah. And uh, also returning are ways to power up your character in the long run. So you have mm. heart containers. That's or, true. I'm not, what, do they have a different name in this? Heart tanks, I think. Heart. Yes, heart tanks. Yeah. And the uh, heart tanks, when you find them, give you a permanent health upgrade. Yeah, what is it, like three yeah. slivers onto your life meter? You know, you know, because it, your life meter is not as long as, you know, in a typical Mega Man game, much like Mega Man X, you start with a kind of truncated life meter. Yes. And, and there is one in every level to find yes. as an upgrade. Well, of the eight Maverick bosses. It's, Correct. It's, yeah, yeah. And... A lot of times you'll have to go back through the level with a power you may not have to go find it or get it. Yeah. And then, of course, we find E-tanks in those levels. Oh, these are sub-tanks. I'm sorry, sub-tanks. <laughs> and they are ways to refill your health. Yeah, and, and these uh, you know kind of distinguish themselves from the classic E-tank in that you refill them manually yourself. Yeah. And then you can just use them whenever. You can use incomplete ones to fill up some of your life. True. But if you continue, the E-tanks are drained. Oh, right. Okay. So... Just beware. Uh, we also didn't mention that, of course, the one-up re- reappears in this one. Returns, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It is the Mega Man head. You'll see it, uh, a few. Sometimes sitting in the level, but sometimes enemies will drop them as well. Headhunters. And then, like the last Mega Man X game, there is a series of upgrades you can get to your body or armor. That's correct. And what I do love about this is that they aren't the same upgrades as last time. Right, right. You know, you, in fact, carry over many of the upgrades you got in the first game. To, yeah, yeah, some of them. Because we didn't mention also that you do have a dash. That's right. You it's start... very important that you also, <laughs> one of the three buttons you use is the dash button. Yeah, you start with the dash, uh, which is a lot of fun. And you can also double tap to dash if that's your nature. Yeah, yeah. But having that third button makes it all the easier. I agree. I agree. And there are four suit upgrades. Right, right. I like to call the X-Gear X-Gear, yeah. They, they come in like these armor capsules. They look like a teleporter or something. They you know? do much look like a teleporter. Uh, where a hologram of Dr. Light will 
tell you about this power up you're about to get when you step inside. Yeah, yeah. And what's really cool though is, of course, much like the last one, each time you get one, it does change your appearance. That's right, yeah. And at first I didn't really like the changes, but they I, grew on me over time. Yeah, because you're, uh, you know, it's a little more like red. And yeah, white. well, it's like red highlights to you. Yeah, yeah. Which Whereas, is funny if you get the, the boots first. Yeah. Because then it just looks like you're wearing some fancy shoes. Styling and profiling. Yeah, well, you know, uh, in Mega Man X1, you know, well, in both of them, you start off as like a more classic blue-looking Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. And when you start powering up, it's like in Mega Man X1, it was more just white, kind of yeah. it's maybe silver color. Mm-hmm. But here you get the red stuff, so it does look a little different, but it's not necessarily bad. Now, you just become way more anime-looking. Definitely. And uh, let's go through those real quick. We have the helmet upgrade, mm-hmm. which is uh, your radar sense or whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I, I did not use it much. Well, no, because I cheated a lot and <laughs> looked at the internet, so I wouldn't have to use it. Right, right. But yeah. if you didn't have the internet, it'd be very helpful, because when you activate it, um, a little targeting system pops up moves around the screen and then will highlight any secret areas or places you should check out or go sure sometimes it's false walls or whatever or you know i mean if you were playing this game for the first time back in the day it would be very helpful yeah yeah and it it has its own like kind of ammunition meter and it drains some as it goes i guess again didn't use it much no uh then you have the leg upgrade which is the most useful I would agree, yeah. In fact, there are parts of this game I wasn't sure how you would get through if you didn't have this upgrade. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Once because you get to the X-Hunter levels, then... Exactly, because this gives you a mid-air dash. Yeah. Which is awesome. And oh, since you great. have that dedicated dash button, it's even easier to use. Definitely, yeah. Next up, we have another really awesome upgrade, and that is the arm upgrade, the double charge shot. Yeah, this upgrades your X-Buster to a, a new level of charge that you can wait where you start flashing kind of reddish-pink. Mm-hmm. But it has an even better use case, though, because you don't have to hold down the button for the super shot. Once you release your button, you shoot off a normal charge shot. Right. And then when you hit it again, that's when you fire off your super shot. Yeah, so you get, it's like two powerful high-level shots from a from a full charge now. And I liked it because you didn't have to hold that button down. So in areas where you're doing a lot of dashing, jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you weren't beholden to keeping that one held down and you still have a major shot ready to go. Yeah, I found myself stupidly wasting this a lot because I was so used to, from, uh, you know, the previous X, I just have these patterns of, you know, as soon as you let off your big shot, you start charging again. Start charging again. And that would usually mean I'm firing my two powerful missiles at right almost at the same time. So the first one hits them and then the second one is wasted in invincibility frames. Yeah, it does take a few moments of getting used to it. Once you do, if you can master it, it is way more handy than having just the charge shot. Yeah, it, it, it's cool. And, you know, the upgrade X Buster allows you to charge up all of your eight special powers as well. Which is also beyond useful. Oh, it's the best. Because every one of your eight special powers has a secondary superpower you can unleash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's really cool is that you don't even have to charge up during use of that special power. You oh, can right. be charged up and then shoulder button over to it or use your you know uh, pause menu mm-hmm. and then come out to it and you won't have used any ammo until you use the charge shot. Nice. And we'll talk about what all those are when we get to the special weapons. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Because we have one more uh, upgrade, and that is the body upgrade. That's right. Which gives you the Giga Crush power. The Giga Crush, yeah, which is really cool. Does it just kill everything on the Uh, screen? Well, 
It does for most normal enemies. Yeah. But it does a certain amount of damage for bosses and mini bosses. Right, right. And it's interesting because it also has a ammo meter. And you can't use it till the ammo meter is full. Right, right. And you only fill it up through taking hits. Yeah, so it's kind of strange. Not from damage, from hits. And, you know, the effect for the Giga Crush is really anime, too, where you mm-hmm. kind of hover towards the center of the screen in a big flash. Yes. Like, it looks looks really cool. And it either does very little damage or no damage to bosses, I okay. can tell. But I use it a lot on many bosses. Okay, okay. It seemed to, did, it seemed to do a fair amount of damage to them. Nice. All right. I, I used it to have one boss, so yeah, kind of. But that's about it. And that's it for your body upgrades. But, of course, the cornerstone of all Mega Man games are the extra weapons you get from defeating different bosses. Indeed, indeed. So I'm going to talk about these here in no particular order, not even the order I got them in. All right. And let's start with the Bubble Splash. The Bubble Splash. You earned, get this. Uh, this is earned from Bubble Crab. Mm-hmm. And it shoots bubbles. What a surprise. But it's cool because, you know, they're multicolored bubbles, and they shoot out at like a weird little bit of an upward angle, and then they float a little bit as well. Yeah, so you do get some kind of vertical action there, a little little arc. Yeah, I found it useful on a couple of the the mini bosses and one of the end mm-hmm. sub bosses as well. And you can just hold it down; it'll auto fire as well. Kind of like a flamethrower in a way. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then when you have it fully charged, it creates like a bubble shield around you that spins around you, which is nice. Yeah, because it is a shield that hurts enemies. Yeah, but it actually has a double feature where it allows you to jump higher when you're underwater. Yeah, yeah. And you, you need it to get one of the uh, sub-weapons, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I, I like or the powers. bubble splash because, you know, unlike all of some previous shield-type weapons, this one at least lets you move when you are using it. Mm-hmm. And they spin around you like a cyclone. It's not like a circular, you know, rotation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the leaf shield or whatever. No, it looks cool. And one thing I noticed in this game is that I feel like all of the sub-weapons use less ammo than a lot of previous ones. I, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Um, I, I very rarely, in a boss fight, found myself getting down below half. Yeah, same here. It's it's crazy. And that's not to say the bosses in this game just take a few hits either. No, well, you know, I noticed, the generally speaking, a lot of the bosses, when you're using a special weapon, it's less about dealing a lot of damage as much as it is more about, like, stun-locking them with it. Like, yeah. when you hit them with the Oh, uh, we'll the get right to that. Weapon. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, next up, you will get the Crystal Hunter. From Crystal Snail. A cool uh, little weapon, indeed. Yeah, it's really cool because it's kind of like a weird blobby thing you shoot out. Yeah, yeah. But when it hits an enemy, it forms a giant crystal around them. Yeah, it's and they're essentially frozen. And it's for a, like a short period of time. Yeah. But more importantly, uh, you can use them as a stepping stool. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, so, uh, A neat effect, you know? Yeah, and again, you have to do that to get to certain areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, it has... Um, Another interesting superpower that I, I didn't use very much. Me either. In fact, I never used it. And okay. I, I didn't know about this until after I'd beaten the game, and it really made me curious. Yeah, and when you use it, it slows down time. Um, it doesn't stop time. Right, right. Like the time stopper. Yeah, yeah. It is, just slows everything down, but it slows you down as well. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it makes it easier to react in some tough, twitchy areas, I guess. Yeah, but, but not enough for me to ever use it. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if there are certain spots in retrospect that might have been made a lot easier, but it's uh, it's definitely an interesting and neat idea for a weapon. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Magnet Mine, and it is a mine you shoot out that sticks to a wall or an enemy. 
That's right. And then it explodes. Yeah, another one I didn't use much except for at the boss. Right. Uh, And then if you supercharge it, it shoots out like a little black hole. Right, right. And that like sucks things to it. I messed around with it a little bit when I first got it, but didn't really find it necessary, I guess. Agreed. Uh, And then you have the silk shot, and that comes from Morph Moth. Silky smooth shot. This is a... This is weird because they call it the silk shot, but it's really junk weapons. But when you shoot it out, it's like you lob out a little chunk of junk, if you will, that will then explode into four little bullets that will go in diagonal uh, directions. And then if you charge it up, you create a giant piece of junk. Yeah, which is awesome. And when it lands, it shoots out in eight directions. That's right. And can you like hold it in front of you too? as like a shield or battering. I This is one I didn't mess with much, but... uh, Going back and kind of checking stuff out in retrospect, I wish I would have. Oh, because there's actually a third thing it does. Oh, okay. Which is the most useful of all. This is a cool thing, yes. And if you use the charge shot when you are in an area that has, there's like four of them in the game. Yeah, secret rooms. They're like little secret rooms that you may find and be like, why is this room here? There's nothing here. Yeah. It sucks in power-ups from off screen. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it is the way to fill up your... uh, Subtanks. Yeah, for every shot of this, you'll summon like eight or nine full energy capsules. Yeah. It's the best. I'll explain uh, where to do it at when we get to its level, but I did it many times after I would save and quit during the final few levels to, right, right. The, to the final boss. Yes, yes. Next up, we have the Sonic Slicer. Oh, a pretty cool uh, weapon. Yeah, if you were a fan of Quick Man's attack, you might like this one. Yeah, Very well. similar. But with an improvement. Yeah, I was going to say, in some ways better. I mean, A, it's got a little more range, but it also kind of bounces around when it hits things. Yeah, there are some tight passages that I felt like this was 100% necessary in the the last portion of the game. And it's one that, like, moves in a weird kind of speed that it seems to be really good against big, slow enemies. Like, it it rapidly hits them. I used it on a few um, mini-bosses as well. Yeah, yeah. And then um, if you charge it, it does, like, a rain-fire kind of attack from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, which is okay, but I I just like it because it resembles the the way the boss uses it as yeah. well. It's, it's a cool weapon. Definitely good for if you have like a room full of enemies you're trying to get out, get rid of. Absolutely. Next up, we have the speed burner, which you get from defeating the flame stag. Mm, one of the best. Yeah, uh, this lets you shoot a fireball, which is cool, and it like leaves a little trail of flame behind it. Right, right. Uh, it usually does a lot of damage. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's a fine. A weapon. But its charge up is really where it shines. Yeah, where you get like a flaming punch yeah. kind of well, charge it's like attack. A, yeah, and you can be used in the air. So it's like a super air dash. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, which basically means you can then jump, air dash, and then do this for a second aerial dash in the same jump. Mm-hmm. It is how I got one of my heart containers. Oh, sure. In the, in the non-official way. <laughs> well, and there's... um. You could also kind of tweak with it because there's, like, if you do a running, a dashing jump uh-huh. and, and you're in the air, it won't let you air dash. Right, because you've already used your dash. But if you if you dashing jump, then speed burner, then I think you can get oh, an air one? dash off. It looked like it from a playthrough I was watching, so I, I didn't personally do it. or You don't really need it, but it's, it's still really cool. Yeah. Uh, then following that, we have the spin wheel, and that is, you know, what you receive from the wheel gator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is a classic um, go along the bottom of the screen. Yeah, it's a little like buzzsaw. Um, but it also has the features of the terrain destroying or special block destroying yeah. power-ups. Yep, this is the one that's going to get you through some walls. Uh, pretty pretty cool, too. I, I used it a bit because, 
you know, and there are just certain situations since Mega Man can't shoot down, it can be very useful. Yeah, and since it um, doesn't go away on its first hit. So if it is a larger enemy, you can use it and it'll oh, yeah. continue to hit them till they're gone, usually. For, for sure. But this is actually, I think, the power-up I used the most in its super form. Oh, really? Or in the most useful areas. Okay. Because if you charge it, then you get um, a an eight-way shot mm-hmm. in all directions that goes through walls. Oh, it does go through walls. Okay, that's cool. And it is super useful for clearing enemies that are at the edge of the screen or in areas you can't normally hit. Okay. I Yeah, I didn't use it much myself, but not because it isn't a fine weapon. Perhaps you used the final weapon more because I used it the least, and that would be uh-huh. the, the strike chain. I I wanted to like this weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get it from defeating the wire sponge, which we'll get to how weird that is later. <laughs> uh, and it is like a, like a little beam you shoot out. Yeah, it has like a little um, grasper at the end, a little Does claw. the normal one have that? I think so. Okay. I know when you charge it up, you get another beam that has that big claw on the end, and it goes yeah. across the entire screen. And it's longer. Yeah, I mean, this is it's a little weapon, but its big thing is that it can pull you towards walls when it hits it. But oh, not often. I Look, there, there's only arguably one place you really need to use it. And yeah, exactly. I tried and could not ever get this thing to work in any way. Uh, I agree. I I had zero success with it. I found it to be a frustrating weapon and a waste of time, quite frankly. Yeah, it was kind of vexing in a way. It was it was because I wanted to be able to hook shot things or yeah, but not here. Sorry. No. And that wraps up all of our special weapons that you receive. That's but, right. But uh, of course, you know you can, like we said, toggle through those with your shoulder buttons, and then if, or access them through the classic Mega Man subscreen. Yep, just by hitting start, and you know with with those toggles, you know. One thing we haven't mentioned, though, that I love about this game, much like Mega Man X, is that you can customize your inputs. You can select them. Oh, that's true. Like, if, if you're like me and you don't... I like to have my dash on the L button, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it helps. It's nice. Yeah. And also nice is the fact that they have all of the information for what weapons you have, what power-ups you've got, your tanks, mm-hmm. all in one screen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I, that's part of the graphical prowess of the Super Nintendo as a higher resolution. But I yeah, like not yeah. having to switch screens to look at any of the information. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And, and, you know, on that screen as well, you can get your exit velocity, which lets you, you can leave any stage you've already completed without dying. Yeah, and you, which which is important because you're going to be replaying a lot of these stages at least once. Definitely, yeah. And then there is one last thing that you find on that subscreen. Mm. And that is how many parts of your friend Zero you've rescued. Yeah, zero parts. Because part of the storyline how many times can we say zero and parts in a couple sentences? <laughs> Part of the storyline is that the ex-hunters have gotten all the different parts of Zero, your fallen comrade from the first game. Yes. And they're taunting you with him. Yeah. Possibly yeah. rebuilding him. That's, they seem to be, they, they keep hinting towards like the revival or the reconstruction, you know. And yeah. it's, I don't know, it. they make it sound much more mysterious than it is where you're like, well, they have the zero parts. Okay, <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do. But you don't get to see them, just their silhouettes. That's right, mysteriously. And then after beating two levels of the game, I, I think, think so, yeah. Then three of the sub-bosses, the ex-hunters, mm-hmm. they appear on the map. And they appear uh, in different positions, depending on just random, I think. Yeah, yeah. And every time you leave a level, they randomly swap where they are. That's right. And, you know, all eight levels have a secret area where that boss could be. Yeah, that's another thing to look around and poke around for. And then when you defeat that boss, you get a piece of zero. Yes. And there's a certain point at which if you've done too many levels, 
they leave. Or, you know, they will also, if you enter a level where the ex-hunter boss is, mm-hmm. and there's, you, you know, they won't go to levels you've already defeated. So if you go to one of those levels... Are you, you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because if you go there, and then you don't defeat them, and you just go to the normal boss, then they're gone forever. Oh, okay. Because I, I found that out later, where I was like, well, I'm down to two guys. I know I didn't beat one. And that caused a restart in my, you know, we'll get there, but... Oh, that caused a password use in mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, let's let's talk about those because there's not a good place to talk about them later. I don't think. Okay, sure. So yeah. you want to go over go over those bosses real quick. Yeah, yeah. And what's great is you can really take these on in any order you want. Now, okay, okay. I was curious because through just you know I, I wasn't doing this on purpose, but every time I went to fight them, I always started with violin, and I I was I didn't know if that was like real if that was on purpose or you know what I mean like. I so. mean. Uh... I, 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 yeah, I was just curious because I, I didn't see anywhere that said they come in a certain order. So I was, I was just thought it might be a hilarious coincidence. That... Yeah, no, it is. Cause you can see which X hunter is in which level. Yeah. Yeah. So you can choose to go to whatever one you want. Okay. That's what I thought, but I just thought it was like, what a, this might be a hilariously dumb coincidence for my playthrough. Well, since you fought him first, let's talk about violin. Okay. What a strange name for this enemy. It, it's a strange, he, he is a strange enemy. He's kind of a big barrel chested, uh, more of like an ape. Type yeah, creature. yeah. He looks apish, a little kind of got a brownish orange color about his body. Mm-hmm. And he uh, swings around a lot, gets up on the, the ceiling, mm-hmm. jumps around a lot. Yeah, he'll shoot spreads of little bullets that are, aren't too hard to dodge. No, um, you can defeat him with just your X Buster if you have it, mm-hmm. especially if you have the supercharge. Yeah, that's what I need. And, you know, because the real tough thing about him is there's a huge spiked ball and chain that he's swinging around. Yes. Which is pretty strong and and seems to be totally like random. I don't know. It, it's a tough thing to dodge. If you know, once you get the air dash, it becomes a little easier. Yes, uh, but if you get stuck in a corner with him, mm, yeah, he can tear you up. And I tried using the. I fought him several times early on, even in my first game. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I would run up against these uh, X hunters, it was always him. <laughs> and uh, I tried using the spin wheel where I would just concentrate on dashing because it will go down. It'll right. hit him rapidly, but it doesn't do a lot of damage. And it just like before you get your powered up X Buster, it takes a while. Like these are oh, long yeah. fights, you know. Uh, if you have the bubble splash, it does a lot of damage to him. Oh, really? Okay. Because it uh, you can hit him when he's up in the air mm, on yeah. the platforms easier, and it stun locks him a little bit. I see. Well, yeah, man. Oh man, I didn't know that. I I kind of assumed that. Because uh, you know, your special weapons didn't really work on these guys. You'll see these guys later again. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big part of it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I just had trouble with them until I was able to get you know a sub tanks more life mm-hmm. and that X Buster. Uh, next up, let's talk about Sergey's Sergey's Serge Serge. Um, he's a cool looking. Uh, he looks like a Russian guy. I think a little like you know he's got kind of like a future robot Yushenka hat. Yeah, and he's on a little hovering platform with a shield on it that protects him from your shots sometimes too many times yeah yeah and then from there he lays mines on the floor that you can destroy with a powered up x buster shot which you kind of have to and he does a lot of them that fills up the screen yeah yeah he'll he'll cover the floor and then you know he'll do a, a, a kind of a weird flip a spinning flip on you know through the air on top of his platform and do you know he'll shoot out uh an array of shots at you you know yeah which i thought this guy was one of the easier ones to get the pattern down I, yeah, I did too. I thought Violin was the hardest one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I got to him, I was expecting the worst, and I was pleasantly surprised. What's cool, though, is if you use the Giga Crush, it destroys his uh, machine, his riding machine. Oh, really? In one okay. hit. I know it does. Which is the final like couple hits for the normal version. Mm, okay. When uh, 
because I know it destroys his big wall thing later. Yes. You know? So, cool. Uh, yeah. And then we have Agile. Who is a, a kind of weirdo. I, I don't know. I think he looks pretty cool. He's like a purple kind of samurai looking guy. He's yep. got a, a big katana. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're fighting him, he does these kind of jumping sword beam. Like, it's like a wave that, that is very large. And the pretty much only way to avoid it is to uh, dash underneath it. Yes. Because you're too tall otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the second hardest, for sure. He does a kind of dash rush at you with a bunch of swords as well. But I don't know. He was the third one I fought. I fought them in this exact order, actually. And when I, by the time I got to him, I had so many sub-tanks, I was no longer worried right. about any boss. If you have the magnet mine, it really tears him up. It does a lot of damage, stuns him. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. This was level my powered-up X-Buster for him. Hmm. For me, anyhow. And if you have defeated all three of them, you will get all three parts of the... Zero armor? Yes. Or the zero body parts, I guess? Yeah, they look like body parts, on the, except for the control chip. That's the one part they don't, they don't have. Now, luckily, Dr. Light and, <laughs> and Mega Man have that one. Or Dr. Kane. Dr. Kane, I'm sorry. Dr. Light's <laughs> long gone. He's just a hologram now. He's a hologram. Hologram. And uh, I think that wraps up all of the different aspects of the gameplay. Yeah. And then, of course, there is the classic Mega Man password system on the grid. Because you start with three lives, you can get extras, but once they're gone, it is continue time. This was something I, I kind of thought about where I really wish that if you had less than your starting three lives after a level, just bump me back up there mm-hmm. so that I don't have to go kill myself because I only have one life left before I go into the next level. Well, the thing is, if you kill yourself, though, then you don't have any of those tanks filled. Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. I understand. Now, I will say this. Playing it on the X Legacy Collection, mm-hmm. which is parts one through four. It has okay. a wonderful feature where when you get a password, you also get the option to save. Oh, okay. So instead of writing down the password, it just automatically saves that password. And when you hit continue any other time, it's just one file yeah. uh, per game. But when you continue, it just basically fills in the password for you. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I know because I did notice one time where when I was kind of having to restart and stuff, if you go back to the, the password section after mm-hmm. you've died or any, or, you know, quit it's like it still had my last password already entered okay which was pretty cool that is nice all right nick this is capcom stalwart leader in the field of awesome games top tier third-party developer Mega Man is their flagship game did their manual hold up as a flagship to other manuals on the super nintendo i don't i don't know um it's it's okay, I guess. It's a it's a relatively short, only 18 pages. That's a little tight. It's in color. Mm-hmm. You get screenshots and some good character art. Okay. But really, it's just... All the, the enemies? No, just the boss enemies. Okay, a that's bunch. still good. You get you get some different shots of Mega Man X riding his... the Oh, something we forgot to talk about, the mobile uh, attack armor and the mobile attack bike. Which I think we'll talk about those in the levels they're in. Sure, sure. Um, this is going to be a two-parter, folks. So yeah. we wanted to make sure it's not totally front-loaded. Don't kid yourselves. But yeah, so um, you get some decent artwork in there, but not a lot of it. It goes through a bit of the story in an interesting way, where it's, uh, which I find hilarious because I do like the story though. Yeah, yeah, and it's hilariously, you know, on a newspaper shred or whatever in the thing, which okay. I really on the Future Times newspaper. Oh, and the story is a direct continuation of X One. Yeah, it takes place a mere six months after the previous one, and the battle against Sigma's. Uh, Reploids, his uh, Mavericks, continues. Yeah, there are more Reploids out there, and you're just 
still trying to find them and destroy them all or whatever it is you do? That's yeah, hunting mavericks. But yeah, so as of the start of this game, it's Mega Man X and some other maverick hunters are assaulting a, an old uh, factory and, you know, only Mega Man is able to get inside. And from that point on, the story is that there are these new ex-hunters that were have some affiliation with Sigma. Something's going on. And they are hunting you down. This conspiracy goes straight to the top. Now, um, what, did they leave any room in this manual for passwords? Oh, yeah. If you want to call them strategy notes, that is. Oh, I, I, I don't mind that one bit. Um, I did think that it was cool. It does mention that there is a heart tank in every level. Okay. But it only it mentions the armor capsules, you know, for your upgrades. But it only talks about two of them. It doesn't even mention the he- the head or the or the <laughs> armor, which was kind of. Str- I was like, well, it would only take a sentence, you know. Right. But other than that, really, the only thing that I found interesting was in the last page there was an ad for the Bandai Mega Man action figures from the mid nineties. Mm, how are they? Oh, they're. F- I, mean, I had one. I I still have the Proto Man from it. Oh, uh, well, cool. They're cheesy. They look a little more like the. Not so great cartoon. Oh, the, the Mega one Man? where uh, Roll's arm turns into a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the power you need. But yeah, um, and you know, on a side note, it's hard to find good modern action figures for Mega Man. Is it really? Yeah, because my son—that was one of the things he asked for for Christmas. Oh, okay. And they're either like really highly stylized or super chibi. Uh, he already has all the Funko Pops he wants <laughs> of the main core group. Uh, so I ended up buying like a a Bandai Japanese one. Okay, okay. kit. Gotcha. Yeah. Now the it was also half of the size I thought it was. It's <laughs> a reminder, folks. Always read the size descriptions when you're ordering <laughs> things on the internet. You got to put a banana in there for scale. It was still pretty cool though. So yeah, I, I remember there were they weren't great figures, but you know they all came with their own projectile they shot that's themed. Well, that's cool. So yeah, the Proto Man at least came with this really crappy plastic scarf. Oh yeah. Was not cool. That part was not cool. But yeah, so that's what you get for the manual. You can skip this one, folks. I'm sorry to say. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Mega Man X 2? I don't think I played this one. You know, I thought I'd played it until I played it, and then I realized I'd never played this game. I, yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. I was like, I don't know. I only really remember the first one. I know I played three or four one of the ones that where you could use zero i remember yeah. playing with zero yeah i was like oh, of course i've played this game and then i went to play it and i was like i have no memory of any of this <laughs> no so memory i'm in that same case. boat i played some other one which it turns out there's like seven or eight you, they kept going for a while right so, i mean yeah i mean it the fourth one the playstation the right? fourth one on that uh, legacy collection is a playstation game yeah yeah cool so Then what was your more recent experience with this game, Mega Man X2? Um, I beat this game in uh, four plays, I would say. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many it was for me. Because I was, and it was just kind of like what I was playing for a few minutes at a time. Squeezing it in. Yeah, uh, and it was not a bad way to play it. You know, usually about a level or two at a time. Yeah, I, um, you know, I went through, I went in blind, like I, I tried to do with Mega Man, right. and see if I can puzzle stuff out as best I can. I did not. I, I also beat this game, but I also instantly went to the internet and said, what boss do I go to first? Okay, well, see, I went through most of the bosses with before I beat anything. I fought in levels and died, and then when I finally started beating a few levels, I, you know, I was like, all right, I, I got this now. Okay. That's when I realized I'd screwed up with the X-Hunter. Oh, yeah. So I went back and... uh 
But luckily there is, of course, for the Mega Man community, a great series of resources that are the programmable passwords. Oh, where you can set up your own. Oh, yeah. If you look, there's a place where you just put in the variables you want, and it will give you a password that reflects which levels you've beaten, which bosses you've beaten, which power-ups you've gotten, which pieces you've gotten, the whole, you know, smorgasbord. Gotcha. Cool. And they really have these, I think, for every Mega Man that supports all these various functions in their save. I remember seeing stuff for as early as Mega Man 3 in Nintendo Power, I think, where it was like, here's... Here, they crack the password. Here you go. Like in classified information, maybe. Or, you know, you just write down the password after you've gotten everything and can share it. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what's well. cracking it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I played this a few times. Um, and, you know, most levels, not too hard to get through. It was really once I got to the final levels that I had to replay things more than once. And there were a few of them that I replayed a lot of times. There were a few heart containers that were tough to get. Those were the biggest challenges, I thought. Agreed. Um there were, uh, you know, I spent some time trying to get stuff that I couldn't in ways that you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of stuff. But in general, you know, wasn't wasn't too bad. No. And the X collection does not have a save state function. Mm. It does have a cheating mode, which is like, I can't remember what they call it, but something, some weird term. Uh, but I didn't use it because it is like 100% invincibility. Oh, wow. Okay. There's no like middle ground. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I feel super cheap with this. So Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with this game, the levels are so short, you don't really need to cheat your way through any of them. Well, and, you know, this was the same way with Mega Man X, you know, unlike, you know, when you get to the X Hunter stages at the end, it, they're not like a Wily stage that you have to do in one go. You can leave in between each one and refill your sub tanks and, you know, power up. So it's, it's not too bad. Not at all. All right, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. Generally chatting. I would just like to start by saying that I really appreciate the fact that X has not forgotten all the moves he learned in the last game. Maybe you have a good solid... uh... I hate when that happens in a game. Well, and you know, since it's a robot, you know, it's like you don't have those pieces or whatever. Yeah, but you still have your dash, you still have your charge. It's not like you have to go find all those things again. Sure, sure. And all the things you find are new and interesting. Yeah, um, you know, for the most part, I like the weapons in this game, uh, especially the charge versions. <laughs> yeah, very useful and really interesting the way a lot of them work. The normal weapons are, you know, they're okay, but, you know, I don't know. I didn't use them that much. I really liked the fact that the levels were a little different than your average Mega Man level because they were shorter, but had kind of yeah, a yeah. branching system because there's always that secret boss room. Yep, yep. And there's always the heart to find in it mm-hmm. and sometimes a sub tank you know mm-hmm. there, there's a little more to check out in the levels and they do feel a bit short but i do think they look really good the graphics in this game are awesome and i don't know I, that chip may also have given them more ram or something mm-hmm. for the graphics because the backgrounds are beautiful the backgrounds especially because that was one of the few weaknesses i thought of Mega Man x the first one was oh yeah some of the background backgrounds are kind of plain this game may have my favorite background in any game. Oh, wow. It's okay. up there. The oh. Crystal Snail level That's, is awesome. There's quite a few uh And uh, cool which, which level is it where you start off with a sunset? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's before you go into the caves. Is I it think the, that's the water level. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, it is currently the background <laughs> on my watch. Nice. It didn't look as good on my phone, but... I see, I see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is an awesome, awesome sunset. And you all know how much I love my video game sunsets sunset kid over here yeah the the graphics are generally very good um 
my the closest thing to a complaint I would have there is that I think the the enemy boss designs are a little eh, okay. You know, like some of them are a little weird, but I, I do I, like. I just didn't think like when I think back to X one, I'm like there are several of them. That I was like, that's a cool robot. Yeah, I didn't really think that this time. I was like, Flame Stag's okay. I, I guess, can see that Flame Stag's the best. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're all interesting, and some of them are a little weird. I don't like the ostrich very much. The ostrich sticks out to me where I'm like, not cool, man. Not cool. Yeah, and its animations aren't the best. But all of the enemies you fight throughout the game are, you know, clearly defined. They have fun animations. And, and yeah, I agree. I think um, the enemies look good. I like their designs. They do feel a little sparse. I, I kind of feel like, I do think there would be a larger variety of enemies. Yeah. It seems that way. I, I don't know. Yeah. One thing I also noticed was I felt like enemies dropped more power-ups, more items, than I felt in, in previous mm. games. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was never hurting for health until I got to a boss. Right, right. I will say this, though. Um, the music is rather disappointing, I think, compared uh, to the first one. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's not bad music. No, it isn't. And that's, that's like a, a good problem to have where the music was so good in so many other Mega Man games. Well, specifically, like, it just sounds like every track, I'm like, this should have a guitar in it. And then they took it out and forgot to put replace it. Like, mm-hmm. especially, like, when you listen to this whole soundtrack, there's almost no samples of guitar. And that's, which is weird when you compare it to, you know. X1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, it's like they went for a very more bass and especially drum like the drums are crazy in, in a lot of these songs like yeah. there's more going on there and you know, i don't know and then they put like a keyboard over it which isn't inherently bad but i just think the compositions are less uh, rocking and catchy than before yeah it's never distracting and no, i would never say they're bad but it, not, nothing not there's no no tracks that stand out to me at all however i will say this as well there are a ton of different tracks for this uh, yeah this game uh you know um so in any and as Capcom does, this was released as a soundtrack at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, maybe they don't have the big hits like the first one, but they did. They do have a, a wide variety of different ones. Now, one thing we alluded to earlier is that the boss fights in this game, you know, really break the pattern of a lot of Mega Mans, where just because you have the, the special weapon mm-hmm. doesn't mean this boss is done in two or three hits. That's true. Some of them... You can stun lock, but some of them it's just like, okay, you're still going to have to learn the pattern. But uh, Most of them, I'd say. You don't yeah. have to uh, just do it as much, you know? Exactly. And that is a big part of these bosses is you really do have to learn their patterns. And because of that, I really found the boss fights a lot more enjoyable. It was just much more, more satisfying once I did defeat them. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I fought quite a few of them on my first round with just right. the X-Buster and barely getting there. So they're... And many of them, I was like, by the by, the end of the first attempt, I, I knew their I knew their pattern, but I just I couldn't quite get it done, especially with your short life bar and stuff when you're oh, first yeah. going through. So it's you know it's definitely doable. And also really appreciate the fact that they progress the storyline almost directly from the first one. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of nice little touches in levels and places that really make you feel like it's the same world and it's the progression of that world. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there are several cutscenes at different points throughout this uh, game that, you know, so it kind of has more of a running story that changes throughout the game, you know? Yeah. You know, and while we said the graphics of each level are really great, I do also like the fact that they try out a lot of different things in the levels. There's mm-hmm. little uh, gameplay touches that are different and new, like weather, uh, yeah, the ability yeah. to change that weather, if you are cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, different... Things like we're in the uh, factory level, there's these blocks that are being dropped and moved around that you have to avoid and ride and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some good uh, good stuff going on. 
And they do add vehicles to the game, which we'll talk about. They never felt like they were utilized in a way. Like, they weren't overused, but they felt underused to a degree also. Yeah, yeah. They're both just kind of in one or two spots. You know, like, I, I the mech is back. You know, it was in the first... Oh, this one can fly. X1. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I feel like you saw it a lot more in, in Mega Man X and several did. different levels and used it. And it was less like, okay, here's a section for the... You know what I mean? Agreed. It was just like in some levels. And the bike is like a almost throwaway kind of vehicle. It's tough. You to never use it. You never need to use it. I to get a heart once. That was the which the, you don't even need the worst to one. use it to oh. get that heart. Oh, oh, oh! As long as you're willing to sacrifice a life. I still did, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall, I also found myself using the power ups a lot more in the levels or your special weapons. I mean, mm-hmm. because you can you know toggle with your shoulder buttons. Right, right. Um, and they refill so easily slash. You never need all of them for a boss. I really was like, I'm going to use these whenever I can. Right, right. I wish I, I wish I would have more. There were a few that I got early on I did kind of use, but since I played through chunks of every level mm-hmm. at the beginning with no weapons, I already kind of was like, all right, I know how to beat these, you know, so yeah. I didn't really experiment as much. And uh, I kind of regret that, I'll be honest. All right, it is the level-by-level level portion of our show. This week, a very early portion. And <laughs> what's great is you actually have a level, once again, before you get to the boss levels. Yeah, you get a, an intro level. Yes, it is an abandoned factory, and it is a really cool level. Because as you start through, you are noticing the discarded carcasses of some of the enemies you fought last game. Yeah, yeah. well, it starts with a really cool scene of... of- Mega Man X on one of the mobile bikes, mm-hmm. and there's like another X hunter or a Maverick hunter in the background. It gets shot down, and then you like ram it into this robot and kill it. It's pretty cool. Yes, but then yeah, you're inside the factory, and there are Robo carcasses everywhere. Uh, and inside, you know, it's basic factory settings. Yeah, um, you'll see these little screwdriver bots. Very cool looking. I love. I love them. They, they'll hop at you, um, and as well as these. I call them wall bots where they like screw uh, down and they make like a, a vertical wall in between the shaft. You just have to blow them up. Mm-hmm. The next part of this level is a cool conveyor belt area. Mm-hmm. And I love it because you see the various robots you've been fighting, the ones that fly around and have like arms. Yeah. yeah. Shock. Uh, them being assembled. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. And yeah. like you can blow them up before they get assembled. You don't have to deal with them. Right. Right. Or if you do, then you have to fight them. Yeah. And uh, once you make it through there, you'll get to a... a a vertical sequence where a robot is pulling the left and right walls together to smash you, and you have to jump up before he completes his task. It is a slow pull, so you don't have to really worry this time, but it is a taste of horrible things to come. You know, yeah, it's one of those, you're like, all right, I haven't seen this for the last time. Yeah, and then finally you go through one last area where you see these giant robots being built. That's right, in the background, very large purple bots. You fall down, and then you have a boss fight here. And the boss is one of those giant robots you saw being built. Yes, and it is, what, two screens tall, Mm -hmm. maybe? You know, there are a lot of platforms for you to jump around in this room because you need to shoot it in the head. Yeah, it does something with its arms. It moves them at you, but to be honest, I think four fully charged X-Buster shots will destroy it. Yeah, so you really shouldn't be dealing with this for very long. And it's supposed to be fairly easy. It, It is easy because the first time when I was screwing around and getting hurt and then I killed, I didn't, I was like, Whoa, it's dead? Like, I, I was, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, <laughs> I thought yeah. I was going to die for sure. 
And once you've destroyed it, you get your first cutscene. That's right. It's a little control room where you'll see three mysterious silhouettes. Um, They're talking to each other, hinting at a mysterious plan for the reincarnation of Zero or whatever. Yes. And then it's uh, you and... Oh, Dr. Kane. Dr. Kane. Uh, he sends you on your way, and you must choose one of four levels to begin your mission. That's right. Um, and where... Uh, so where did you start, I think? Wheelgator. Whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. So the internet told me to start, so I did. Well, I feel like his pattern is, you know, pretty no, easy to avoid damage from. He's definitely doable. Um, I personally started with Wire Sponge when I went for real. Well, the reason you want to start with Wheelgator is because then you have that wheel power to then immediately go get all your power-ups. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, and you need that gator wheel to get to at least two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we didn't mention this last week, but you can get your power-up, your armor upgrade or body upgrade, mm-hmm. and then just die. Oh, that's true, yeah. And then have it. Yeah, yeah. It's still still on you, and then you can go on to the next level. So I actually beat this level and then went and got all four parts of my armor. That, that totally makes sense. Um Actually, um, I saw the one of the reasons I think wire sponge is pretty easy as far as levels go, mm-hmm. but there is an easy to get heart and sub tank in that level. Okay, so it's a decent starting place, but uh, um, because I would just go to Wheel Gator right afterwards because he's weak against the right wire thing. But we can start at Wheel Gator either way is fine. It's the smart way, okay? Uh, believe me, I went the opposite of the smart <laughs> way when I first tried. So, well, let's say you do start with Wheel Gator and. I will. Uh, I forgot to mention this during our general chat, but this is the one part I did not like about the graphics of this game. What's that? And it, I don't know if it was the emulation of the Legacy Collection. Mm-hmm. There's something about the shutter of the machinery when you're on the X Gator stage, where it like vibrates every oh, once in a while. Oh, and okay. it looks really bad, and it's just huh. jarring. Okay, I, I didn't really notice it, so I don't know. So um, when you start out, though, you are outside of some sort of giant machine vehicle thing well when you uh when you choose a stage it gives you a little like brief description and this one is the dinosaur tank oh that's right you're on a giant tank and you start out and you just go into the tank you're not outside of it for very for very long yeah it's it's, uh it starts off with some green you know floor you can see destroyed city background pretty cool and then you head inside where it's pretty uh it's it's very blue yeah and then again i would like to point out that they really these backgrounds are so good that in the beginning of levels, like this one and a few others, mm-hmm. there's like a little glimpse of another place that they didn't yeah. have to like draw in. Yeah, that could have just been a sky, a blue sky, and no one would have complained. But they went the extra mile. They did. But once you're inside, yeah, very blue, very machinery. Um, and a lot of enemies you're going to see throughout a lot of these levels in here. Yeah, first you'll see, I call them drill bots, or they kind of remind me of moles, but they have like tank treads mm-hmm. and like a drill nose. They have a little head, and they move back and forth. They'll shoot a little... A couple shots at you. Yep. Very easy. They are. Uh, right away, though, is where one of your first X-Buster upgrades is. That's right. And this is one of the harder ones to get at. Uh, it, if you have the air dash, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's still a little troubling. Now, some it took people, me a good four minutes to get to it. Well, And my son did it on his second try, and I felt like an old man. You can do this if you have the wire sponge strike chain. Okay. I could not. I tried a bit. I, I watched someone, a video of someone doing it, and they made it look very easy. But um, it's just a tough hole in the ceiling that you, you can't jump to the wall to get on it. So you no. need either an air dash to get you over there to, to hop up there and get your X-Buster upgrade. Or if you're really good, you can use that strike chain at the exact right moment to pull you onto this wall and then hop up. Okay. Uh, even then, I, I found it hard with the dash. 
And then once you're up there, though, you do get your X-Buster upgrade. I just came back for this after I got the dash. I Yeah, I, I did too. Um, now, halfway through the level, you have these new platforms that will appear oh, throughout yeah. the game. Yeah. And they're a moving platform that has an arrow on it. Mm-hmm. And the top is a button. Yes. So whenever you land on it or jump and land again, you change the direction of the arrow. And it goes clockwise. Yeah. North, east, south, west. So, you know, right here, you're just using them to cover a few. I mean, they're spikes, but they're they're just short little traps that you fly over. You know, mm-hmm. you're not navigating this thing yet. No, there's a bit of a taste of what's to come. Uh, you have some shooty robot guys. Well, yeah, you have those kind of shield. Oh, the, the shield ones is what they are. Yeah, there's the shield robots that we've seen the big shields before, but they throw out a kind of a spiked chakram looking thing at you that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're not they're not too tough, so. No, uh, and if you use your charge shot, you knock their shield away. Yeah, and it looks pretty cool the way it flies off. Yeah, it flips up, and then you have a few moments to hit them before they generate a new one. Yes, sir. Now, at the bottom of the stage, you get uh, a chance to ride in your super mech. That's right, the mobile attack armor. And if you use your attack button, you punch with it. Mm-hmm. And if you hold down your attack button, you do like a spinny drill thing. Yeah, your, your drill hands start spinning, and then you can do a, a super kind of rush at them. And then while they're spinning, they do it. They do, do damage. Oh, if things run into it? Or or if you're like at a wall that needs oh, to be destroyed? Sure. Okay, okay. Otherwise, the dash attack was very useless. Yeah, I mean, I used it a lot just when I had these things, because I was like, I'm just dashing and running through everything anyways, so, mm-hmm. you know. And then you fall down, uh, and there's a big gap, which shows you that not only can this one jump, but it can fly a little bit. It has a bit of a jetpack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Useful uh, later in mm-hmm. another level. But almost immediately, you're off this thing. Yeah, you get you're like you, you go underneath the outside of the tank briefly, but then you just hop right back off. And I did find that the other like uh, enemies are in their own mech suits. Mm-hmm. But like the one at the very end spawns so quickly if you just if you get out at the wrong time, he is waiting. Yes, he'll come right back and get you. Yeah. yeah I, so you I, have I, to be really <laughs> careful where you get off of uh, your suit to climb that final ladder. Yeah, just jump off and, and get moving. And then at the top of that ladder is. What well, looks almost like a ladder. This is one of the few graphical things I dislike in the game. Is yeah. that the wall spikes do not look very spiky. Some of them, yeah, yeah. You'll see to your left is a heart tank, mm-hmm. but it's on a, a ledge above a wall of spikes. That's I use the. This is one of the few times I did use that chain thing. Okay. Um. I I came back later once I had the speed burner. Mm-hmm. And you could do air dash to speed burn. But I saw someone do a much smarter thing where to the right of the screen, there's one of those drill bot guys. Uh-huh. Freeze so, it. Well, no, you just see him. You can do it right now. As soon as he comes, he'll shoot three shots at you. And you walk to the left and then following those shots and just jump up and get hit by it. So you're invincible. You can jump on the wall spikes and they won't hurt you. Oh. And just hop above it. Like I, I remember I felt like a fool, not, e- not even thinking of it. So, yeah, you get that heart as soon as you can. And then the back half of the level is more of those directional platforms. And this, yeah. time, this time they're going up and down only. And at one scene, uh, you can see where there's a bunch of really, uh, there's a scene of some really cool, the mobile armors in the background that just, they, they look really neat. They're pretty yeah. detailed, you know, just sitting there. Uh, and then the very last part of the level is kind of a branching path. And that's where you're at a final elevator shaft. You can either take a left mm-hmm. off of it, mm-hmm. or you can ride it to the very top where you have a split second to dash off of it and get a free man on your left. That's right. But on your right is the uh, sub-boss, the Maverick Hunter room. Yes, yes. And those doors don't activate until a hunter's there. Right. Otherwise, they'll just you'll see it. But, you know, if you can't open a door, they look like the boss doors. Then it's not the boss. Then, but, so you know. You know. Now, if you take the left route, you've got uh, 
some wall jumping to do? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, you just head up um, to the outside of the tank. Yeah, you you come, uh, you know, you move to the right. You're on the outside of kind of the front of the tank, and then and then you encounter one of my least favorite enemies in this game. Oh, the the bird launchers. Oh yeah, yeah. See uh, this part, like it, you can just kind of skip past them. You know, if you just fall down fast enough and head left, right, right. But they they shoot out really quickly. They will spawn a lot, and of... you cannot shoot the launcher that the spawner of them without a charge shot. Right, because it's too low. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. Once you have the gator wheel, though, they're a little easier. Oh sure, yeah. And you'll probably get it soon because you drop down. I think this might be where several of the uh, Maverick bosses have these. Right outside their door, it'll be like a large walker with two huge cannons on the front. Yeah, it sucks. It's really weird, and they're almost always in like tight places. where Yeah, because I, I never can kill them before I take at least one hit. No, they always hit me, too, where I'm just like, I jump down, they're almost dead, they get a shot off, and that's it. Yeah, and then you have your uh, classic hallway leading to it, but it's actually kind of nice because it's specially themed. Yeah, well, the background, you can see, like, the eye and some teeth, kind of, of the, the, the dinosaur tank. It looks really cool. Yes, it does. Like, this is probably my favorite level. Mm-hmm. And then, once you go through those doors, it's time to fight the Wheel Gator. The Wheel Gator. And his boss room, like a lot of these boss rooms, has its own unique properties. Yes. Uh, it is full of oil? Yeah, I guess. It's not, I mean, it's... It's a dark red-brown liquid. Yes, something. Some kind of... Hopefully it's not the blood of innocence. I have certain... Yeah. It's a lot of blood. But I'm going to say oil. And this is a boss you cannot just fight. Right. Um, He will only stay above water briefly before he will dive down and then it's, you know... You want to get off the floor because he will will jump out of the water and bite you and, and do significant damage. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy enough to stay on the walls with your little wall jump. Mm hmm uh, but what happens is after he – the first part of his uh, cycle is he throws his own wheel gator blades. Which look just like yours. They will Pretty bounce cool. along the water and then go up the wall. So mm-hmm. you have to jump off of those. Yes. Avoid. And then you have to get back on the wall because then he'll do his jump out of the water to bite you. Yeah. Uh, once you've avoided that, then you can jump down and usually shoot him. Yeah, yeah. A few times. And then he will get another wave of blades coming out. And I found the best way to avoid those was just to be right on top of him. Because they go over you. Okay, okay. And then they ride the wall b- behind you and then fall off that wall. So if you're too far away from him, they'll get you on their way back down. Okay. See, when I would fight him, I would drop down and hit him. And then typically he would just dive back down. So I would just go back up. And it was a slow process because I only get like one hit every time. Mm-hmm. Although I wanted to ask you if you saw, I saw this one time where he did a kind of jumping corkscrew attack. Now it depends. Towards the end of his life, yes. Okay. I dealt with that a few times. Where I he'll saw jump once up, and I was like, I don't do know. a spin and dash across the room. Mm-hmm. It's nice though because you can hit him at the beginning of that, and then I think at the end of it. Okay, cool. I and all you have to do is be on the walls to avoid it. Gotcha. I, I thought it looked cool, but so he's not really that hard. Uh, it's really, I think, the easiest one to avoid all the attacks. It, yeah. It's just a long fight. It is. It is. And I guess it's shorter if you have his main weakness. Yes, the strike chain, which is eh, it's fine. One big difference between this and a lot of the other Mega Man games is that when you have the power that they are weak to, mm-hmm. it's not about them taking massive damage from it. Right. It's really that it breaks their cycle and it stun locks them. Yeah. And a lot of times you can use it in areas that normal shots wouldn't be able to affect them. Mm, yeah, that's so true. So it makes the boss fights shorter and it allows you to hit them more often in areas they wouldn't normally. And a lot of times it's about figuring out 
the right timing to keep those stun locks going and stack them. And as, at least as far as I could tell, you can't really do that to him with that weapon. So Not too much, but it does do more damage than the shot, the buster, for sure. Sure. All right, that wraps up part one of Mega Man X2. Next week's game will continue to be Mega Man X2. Yes, it will. So, come on. You either own this game or you could own this game for... I paid, I think, $10 on sale for my my copy of the first four. Oh. So find a copy of this game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. Uh, If you want to let us know what your favorite weapon in Mega Man X2 or any Mega Man or a Mega Man X game is, you can do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or tell us why Nick's wrong, and one of these bosses is actually super awesome, at uh, Cartridge Command on Facebook. That's right. Overdrive ostrich fans out there, I challenge you to a a debate. (laughs) Or you can let us know at Cart Command on the Twitterverse, where I let you know when new shows drop. But of course, we must always thank so very much those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. They are all awesome. They are. There's not a lot of them. But they are the coolest people that listen to our show. It's a very select crew. I'm sorry to those that don't give. But you could give and become part of that cool group. So I implore you, give us a dollar, two dollars, maybe three. Either way, we'll love it. We'll respond to you. Uh, We'll take your suggestions, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's that money that makes this show possible, that pays for our hosting, uh, our gas. And, you know, we're just a couple working class guys. We do this out of uh, our love of games, our free time and fun. So as long as you guys keep paying us. To make this show, we will keep making it. Yeah, we will. And, you know, thanks for making it possible. Yes, thank you so very, very much. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! How dare they get garbage on a different day? Get out of here, garbage. Bunch of trashies. <laughs>